Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we have shows in Austin and Dallas this weekend. Are you going to come to them? Yeah. Lindsay and I are. You better be there because we'll be there. <laughs> yeah, we'll be there. You know, we won't be. Phoenix. Well, actually, we'll be in Phoenix, but we won't be doing a show there. Does anyone have any recommendations for things to do in Phoenix when maybe you had a podcast there, a live show scheduled, and then it got canceled because only 10 people bought tickets? If you have thoughts of things we can do in Phoenix, let us know. That was a real humbling way to to promote our brief time in Phoenix. Yes. Our Austin and Dallas shows will be great, but Phoenix, we're going to be there. We may as well do something fun. What else is it? How was your weekend, Lindsay? Did you see Gloria Bell like I did? I did. I did. I really liked it. I did. I loved it. I loved um, my favorite part, which I tweeted about, was the part where Rita Wilson tells Gloria to come dance. Oh, yeah. Rita Wilson has never been better cast. Oh, yeah. You know, when they they show her on the dance floor and she's like, come, (laughs) come dance, (laughs) Gloria. Come dance. Like, basically. My favorite part is whenever she and Rita and she and Rita Wilson are eating Milano's in bed while the daughter tries on makeup. What else should we talk about? Our serious show went well. Thank you to everyone who listened. That was a lot of fun. It was really fun. Thank you for listening. Maybe we'll do that again. TBD. Maybe. Who knows? Were we good at it? I think so. I hope. It would be cool we if we were good of, at it. A lot of bantering. I will say what was funny, the effect of the serious show was I forgot where I had spoken about things even worse than before. It was like, did I speak about that on the podcast? Did I speak about that on the serious show? Did I talk about that in real life? Have I told the story before? Where did I tell it? It was a real, it became a real problem. It messed with my head. It fully messed with my head. But it was fun. But in a good way. That's the problem when you have too many platforms. Am I right? Yes. Way too many. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Let's just get started. You will drain it. So we have an update on Operation Varsity Blues. But I don't want your life. We're not going to do an entire episode on this again. I'm sorry. Even though that episode was good, people seem to like it. It was, but the story continues. And I think we owe it to the story itself to do the updates because we spent a lot of time on it. And also, the updates are amazing. If they stop being amazing, we'll stop doing them. The updates are going to probably continue for months and months and months and months and months and months, if not years. We could continually update you just to keep if the story is still entertaining, which it is. Um, So first update is those. I think we mentioned them in the Who Emergency episode, how students were now filing a class action lawsuit against Lori and Felicity and all the other people, all the other parents. Um, well, but it's these, it's a five hundred billion dollar lawsuit, which is so absurd. But, Isn't that more than I like know. the smoking lawsuit, the one and against like Philip really, Morris? These don't really like make. These are kind of bullshit. You know yeah. that, right? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah These yeah. are like not. These are not going to go through. I mean, two students, the, when I originally saw this, two students started one from Stanford because they were like, our school has lost value mm-hmm. because of you. And it's like, yes, but it's way more, it's not, you are not the ones suffering from this, yeah. from this thing. But, you know, every time there's like anything that happens, like lawyers will be like, how can we like do something with this? And yeah. it's like a class action lawsuit is how they solve that problem. Absolutely. I'm trying to think of what the term would be the equivalent to am- ambulance chasers, but when it involves Felicity and Lori. It's still ambulance chasers. There's still, but there's no ambulance. Like, what is it? Is it like a yacht chaser? They call it a yacht chaser? Oh, that's funny. Who is the Aaron Brockovich of this class action lawsuit? Um, Who is the Aaron Brockovich? I don't know. <laughs> God, I would love a Steven Soderbergh movie about this. Like, just cast Julie Roberts somehow. Fictionalize She'll be one this. of the moms. She'll be one of the moms. God. 
She'd be incredible. She'd be really good. That's all you got, lady. Two wrong feet in fucking ugly shoes. This story I really like. So this one, it's the headline is, Tipster who broke college admissions case was under investigations for security fraud. So this is really funny where it's like this whole thing where we're like exposing the rich and the dastardly deeds the rich go through to get their kids into college was begun because a rich guy was trying to get out of prison. <laughs> So he was. It's always. Are you kidding? So he, a, a snitch. Of course, he snitched. Always a snitch. Some Yale grad reportedly quote reportedly told the FBI about the scheme in order to get a reduced sentence for his role in a securities fraud case. I don't know what securities fraud is. I I don't know what securities fraud is. I just know that I don't have enough money to really comprehend it. Right. That's so funny. Tobin reportedly told the feds that he had heard the women's <laughs> soccer coach at Yale was soliciting bribes in exchange for getting Tobin's daughter into school. He told the feds about the college admissions scam in exchange for leniency. So he didn't even give a shit about this. No. He was just like, I heard this thing. If this helps me with my problem, then like, and you can use this, then I'm going to, I'll tell you everything. And they were like, they did what? Lori Laughlin? Wait, Felicity Huffman? Hold on. Okay. Well, I was actually, I actually thought, I didn't really know and I didn't d- bother to look it up. I kind of thought they had like an undercover person working, mm-hmm. but I think that was only after. Only after this dude. This dude implied that something was happening. And they were like, oh, we need to look into this. Imagine getting arrested for something completely different where it's like you get arrested for shoplifting and they're like, Lori Laughlin is paying people to get her kids into college. <laughs> and they're like, I mean, it'd be me? nice to have that information. You could like do a crime and then be like, I have this Lori Laughlin information in my back pocket in case anything goes wrong with this. The feds are like, you mean of Fuller House and Wind Calls the Heart? And, and like, you're yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I know. I have some stuff. I have some stuff. <laughs> they pull out a notepad. Please go on. Um, this I really love. So Bossip has a take, which is predictably iconic, but uh, it is wonderful. And their take on this whole thing was, these are black people who went to college who whose parents didn't need to pay $500,000 to get them in. And it's just like Angela Bassett, Issa Rae, Sanaa Lathan. It's really good. It's just like a very good slideshow slash video. And the headline is, Bribeless Brilliance, colon, Black Celebs Who Attended Ivy League Schools Without Cheating. Love this angle. I think this is actually the biggest story of this whole thing so far this operation varsity blues was such a big deal that what the flicka shut down yeah no more what the flicka when you go there you get a server default page felicity pulled the plug on what the flicka can't buy more mugs the sad thing is that if you ask me what was on what the flicka aside from mugs i couldn't tell you (laughs) well i was trying to figure out when when the episode happened and i was trying to get like I was looking at whenever all this happened and I was trying to like remember what what the flicker was and look at the mugs I like went back on and I was once again confounded by like who is the audience for this I also what is on the what's the website what other than Flicka? mugs what is flicker who's flicker tell me about what the flicker.com okay so yeah you like and where the, the flicker did you get that title <laughs> My nickname is Flicka. My, mm-hmm. my mom named me Flicka. I'm the, the last of eight children, and she ran out of so names, cool. and so she was like, Flicka! <laughs> um, well, when I left uh, Desperate Housewives, I was, you know, the mom on the show, right. and um, then I had a fan base of moms, which I was honored to be a part of, and I wanted to create a place where we could all meet up afterwards. Right. And uh, growing up, I have six sisters, and we wow. all would hang out on kitchen counters and in the bathroom, right? I don't know. Of Do you, course. Yeah, right. Yeah. Smoking cigarettes and blowing the <laughs> smoke out the window. So I wanted to create a, a virtual sort of kitchen counter or virtual bathroom where we could all hang out and share stories and mm-hmm. tell the truth about parenting and laugh. And that's what I did. I love it. You know what? 
But now we'll never know. Unfortunately, we will never know what the Flicka was. It's just funny how it took a crime for her to close her her e-commerce site that didn't have any meaning or purpose. Like that's what it took to close to close Flicka. What is she gonna do with all the mugs? They were deeply discounted. They were all on sale. Like they're just in a warehouse. You can hear the guy from the warehouse calling her Felicity. What do we do with all these mugs? (laughs) She's like, I have bigger fish to fry right now. (laughs) My God, do you think there's like a room in their mansion? That's like an old Full guest room just filled with boxes of mugs. Yeah. She, and it's like mommy's mug mommy's mug business is not taken and off. And some days, like at night when, you know, Bill H. Macy is asleep, Felicity gets up, can't sleep, like goes to get a midnight snacks and walks by the uh, the guest room and like opens it up and looks at the boxes and just stares at it for a little bit, sighs, shuts now the that's door. that's a movie. Gloria Bell too. Gloria. Oh my god, Gloria <laughs> Bell too. That'd be refu- that'd be funny if Gloria Bell were like a an anthology series where it's just like thematically similar. Where it's like, oh, the kidding? next season That'd of Gloria Bell. It's not about Gloria Bell. No, no, no. It's about What the Flicka. Let's write it. Let's do it. What is what is next on here? Oh, but okay. So What the Flicka is down. What the Flicka is gone. Presumably forever. You know what's not gone? When Calls the Heart. When Calls the Heart is hanging on for dear life. Well, it is on hiatus. A creative hiatus. Well, they got to figure out how they're going to kill her off. Maybe she'll get hit by a train. Exactly. They're just going to be like, exactly. she was hit by one of the trains. Well, isn't it? Ta- doesn't it take place in old timey? She can get like um, the pox or something. Yeah, but but there's like all all the all the posters for Wind Calls the Heart have one of those steam trains on it. She get hit by a train. It's over. So she's going to yeah, get she got hit. the pox. Um, what else should could she get? I'm just saying, like if it's if it's set back in time, it'd be easy just to give her a disease. They don't have the cure for it yet. Oh, Lori, diphtheria. I assume McNary's cause of death was trauma to the head. Yes, my first mace murder and a very effective weapon. Is there anything else that might have contributed to his death? Possibly the blow from the mace came from behind. However, he did have an injury to the jaw, which occurred shortly before his death. An injury consistent with a blow. From a fist. Are you saying that someone hit him in the face and then someone else hit him from behind with the mace? Also, is I don't really understand. Also, is she's not the main character. She's like the mom. She's not the main character. The main characters are younger. No offense. That's fine. Well, they'll figure out a way. They're creative at they're they're creative over at Hallmark. They'll figure out a way to cut. To I killer. just love that people were reaching out to Hallmark. Probably the the biggest influx of fan mail they've gotten since you know Candace Cameron Bure dropped her latest set of. Uh, Andrea Tiergarten movies, but they were like, please tell me this show is not going to get canceled. And they were like, they had to release a statement. Well, Lori's not just on this show. She's on Garage Sale Sleuth or whatever that movies movies are called. She's on she's on the Christmas movies. movies. She's on One Calls the Heart. I mean, she's like literally the heart of Hallmark. She's in the center of a lot of their Fortunately, stuff. Fortunately, so. I think I said this on the serious show. Again, I don't remember where I said these things. I think these actresses are very easily replaceable. If only because we know that there are, because Hollywood is a nightmare, speaking of Gloria Bell again, Gloria Bell's really on theme, Hollywood doesn't know what to do with the women Lori Laughlin's age. So there are so many of them who are trying to get roles. And now Lori Laughlin's out of the picture. I bet all these other actresses who are her age are like, thank God Lori gets everything. So there are probably so many actresses who are clamoring for the roles that Lori Laughlin can no longer take because she's morally bankrupt. 
I mean, we talk, again talked about this on Sirius, but there was an amazing Daily Mail article that the headline was like Candace Cameron Bure like steps out like while like Lori Loughlin like rots in jail or whatever, and it was like pictures of Candace in full hair and makeup like full glam like feeding a meter in Hollywood, looking directly at the camera like with a knowing glance like I know she's, I'm here. She's Hello. feeding a meter. She's not feeding you know the admissions team at USC. That makes her better. That makes her easier to like. At least she wasn't caught. I mean, I think Candace Cameron has done a crime. I don't know what kind of crime. I don't know if it's, you know, whatever. But she she obviously is way better at hiding her crime. Candace Cameron has done a crime. I'm just saying, you know. Is that defamation to think that she's done a crime? No. No? Allegedly, I think that um, Candace Cameron has allegedly (laughs) done a crime. Is that fine, lawyers? We don't have any. I think that's fine. You've waited long enough. Roti Garden. It's tea time. She's dead. That's the update on Operation Varsity Blues. But I don't want your life. Um, what else is happening? Elizabeth Holmes. Let's talk about Elizabeth Holmes very briefly. Her movie premiered, while well, you're listening to this on Tuesday, it premiered last night on HBO. I am so excited to watch it. I thought it premiered... I thought it Me too, on and Sunday, I was waiting, and I was like, refreshing home, my HBO turned go, it on. went to HBO, nothing was on. Me too. I was like, what the fuck? This is a nightmare. I was so pissed. I did. I watched a lot of the 2020 The Dropout, and I was like, this is just the podcast The Dropout in video form. Like, it was literally a lot of the yeah. exact same audio. So we love Elizabeth Holmes because of this podcast. I mean, I, I was interested in her before, and I haven't read the book Bad Blood that, like, goes into it. I got to say, you really got to hear you gotta, her. You've got to hear her voice. She talks. She's made for radio. This is what Elizabeth Holmes sounds like. Or maybe it's not exactly this. It's, uh, this is how I would sound if I were Elizabeth Holmes, you know? This is what happens when you work to change things. And first they think you're crazy, then they fight you. And then all of a sudden you change the world. And um, A friend of mine was like, we can't talk about her voice. And I was like, no, because her voice is fake. We can talk she about her voice. her voice. She lowered her voice. She bought a black turtleneck like Steve Jobs. Part of why I love her so much is that she's not just like a scammer in a very obtuse kind of way. She is a scammer in a very funny, easy to understand way. She did a lot of hilarious she's literally stunts. master of disguise out here. It's this. It's that. That's why it's so funny. She's wearing so a costume. Funny. She's doing a voice. It's all fake. Allegedly. Do we so have for to those, say that? For those who don't know anything about Elizabeth Holmes, I feel like we might cut this because it already feels like it's irrelevant to this podcast. But who is well, Elizabeth she's Holmes? Still, she is everywhere. She is this uh, Stanford dropout per the podcast who some years ago, I think 2009, started a startup that existed for a long time, almost a decade, um, up until I think 2017 or 2018 when it was finally shut down. That purported to be able Theranos. to do Theranos, Theranos, which is a combination of therapy and diagnose. Um, and what it did was, or what it purported to do, what it wanted to do, was to do like hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of blood tests uh, in just one little drop of blood. So you would go to their machine. Ideally, they wanted to put them in every Walgreens in America where you would go into the machine get like two little drops of blood and all your blood work would be done, which kind of changes the game because getting your blood drawn is a nightmare. Sending it off to get tests is a nightmare. It takes a long time. It's expensive. It's, it's like expensive, we're a lot of money yeah. from healthcare. It's like a, it's like a big chunk of healthcare costs in this country. It's just like blood tests, like getting them drawn, whatever. So this was going to really change the game. But the problem was it never worked. And she successfully defrauded investors out of like over a billion dollars uh, because she said that it worked. 
And the way that she convinced them was by doing this character of like someone who was much smarter and much more trustworthy than she actually was. And it's, and part of that was talking like this and going to meetings and being like, yeah, the Theranos device works. It was called the Edison. What if we do the rest of the... But it's like such a... It's a fascinating story. It's like she took advantage of the fact that there are like no female like founders. She really like rode this like kind of diversity thing all the way to the bank. You know, she learned how to like say the right things. And when people like sniffed kind of at what she was doing, like what's this doesn't work. She like overpowered them and would figure out how to like get them to kind of just drop the whole thing and like Mm -hmm. ignore it. I mean, literally there was a guy who worked with her because his grandfather was like a big investor slash believer in Theranos and his grand and he couldn't even convince his grandmother grandfather that it was, was a fraud. Like, like he would be like, grandfather, I work there. If the thing doesn't work and his grandfather's like, she's a genius. <laughs> you shut up. She's a genius. That kid, that kid was funny. What was his name like Tyler? It was like, Tyler, here's Tyler yeah. again. And he he wasn't even the one who like blew the whistle. He was just like bummed about um, it. So that's Elizabeth Holmes. It's just the funniest thing. I mean, there somebody, I forget who says it, somebody in, there, in that podcast says, um, everyone can have a good idea. I, good ideas are everywhere, but like, can you actually do it? She was like, flying cars, great idea. <laughs> yeah, but like, cars. can you do it? I think that was the Stanford professor. Yeah, I love that. It was like, yeah, you're so right. Like, anyone it's could like, have a oh, good it'd be, idea. It'd be cool like, a blood test could be done with one drop. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I well, love it. I want more of it. Great. I need I need as much as possible. I'm probably going to end up reading the book. Literally I, inject it into my veins, this blood, this blood drama. Inject it into my blood the and then, you know what? I, I'm gonna have to test me for Elizabeth Holmes syndrome. <laughs> I'm, gonna which talking, I have. I'm gonna start talking like this from now on and see where it gets me. Where do you think I finally can take you seriously? Do you think people will do you think we'll get an influx of listeners if I start talking about who liberties like this, Lindsay? No, we'll get an influx of listeners if I start talking <laughs> like this because I'm the one with the, you know, typically high female sounding voice. Oh, interesting. And people don't take what me if, seriously. But, you're, you're already taking it seriously. What if, what if we both do it? Like, would that change anything? <laughs> From high profile panels to TED Talks, that phrase. A world in which no one ever has to say goodbye too soon. Became Elizabeth's mantra. Build a world in which you don't have to say goodbye too soon. In a world in which people don't have to say goodbye to saying goodbye too soon. Good news. Finally, some good news. No crime here with Lily Singh. Lily Singh. Lily Singh did not commit a crime, and that's why she is getting rewarded by getting the Carson Daly slot, which is, jo- all jokes aside, at least it's a I was slot. Gonna say, I was going to say, it's, I, I want to call it a highly coveted slot, but I'm not really sure it's coveted at all, but it is a slot. It technically counts as late yes, night It's TV. like the latest night. It's practically so morning. Say, it's so late, it's tomorrow. It's... It's it's practically a morning show, but I would say a morning show would also be yeah. a great a great thing. It's it's the iconic NBC early early morning show um called Late Late Night and she's gonna she's gonna be the first not only like the first woman to host a late night show, she's also bi, she's also a woman of color. It's like very cool. It's big mm-hmm. it's a big deal. It's also 2019 like what took so long. But she's good and the way that she got started is on YouTube, which is a really interesting I feel like it's rare to make the jump. It's easy, it's not even easy. It's common to make the jump from YouTube celebrity to music. 
but I feel like it's less common to make the jump from YouTube to television. What up everyone, it's your girl Lily, and I have big news, and even a bigger pimple, but bigger news. I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. I am so excited to finally tell you about something I have been working on since literally forever, and that is that your girl is getting her own TV show! That's right, your girl is getting her own NBC late night talk show called A Little Late with Lily Singh. It will be premiering in the fall, approximately September, so ah, that's like really soon. Well, I was gonna bring up, I mean, I always, I can't help but think about the very ill-fated, uh, Show, uh, e talk show with Grace. Remember her from oh, yes, YouTube. Yes, yes, Grace. Yes, yes. What's Just Grace's say, last Grace, name? Um, Helbig. Grace Helbig from E, and how they did all that they could to make it kind of match her mm -hmm. thing, and then it didn't work. And I really feel like this is a little bit of a dangerous place because so many of these YouTube creators they write, edit, produce, and star in their own work, and it's a very specific aesthetic uh -huh. with many small cuts that gives it this personality that is only native to YouTube that people love. When you jump to TV, it cha everything changes. Your show is produced. It, it changes. And so I just worry a little bit. I mean, I think Lily is more of a personality outside of YouTube as well. Like, she maybe has more she seems to have more charisma and not a very specific small sense of humor i think grace had like a very specific sense oh, of yeah. humor very dry that didn't really translate lily seems like a general a more general lily performer. just seems like a likable person like she does she seems yes, like a carson daly it seems like she seems like the type of person she, who really yeah. would have been yeah. you know 15 years ago on trl you know but they always say, like, we're going to do their show, like, very much for them, like, suited to their thing. But no matter what they say, it's not YouTube. So it's, like, it's never going to be the perfect fit like it was on YouTube. And a lot of people are might not transfer yeah. over. But I don't – I almost don't oh, think that matters, matters because, because new people will find her and not even know anything about it's YouTube the, and, like, think that the she's It's people – like, there are all these existing parameters, right? Like – the show already existed. She's she already has like a, a a framework to maybe make little changes to, but it's like the same people who were up already watching that show are I think gonna continue watching that show because I don't necessarily think Carson Daly was the draw. I think the show was the draw and Carson Daly was adequate. And if anything I mean, who's watching the show anyways? Who are and up I, late. I honestly don't like, really know. It's like all of that all of that late night television. It's like people with weird schedules. To be fair, Carson Daly did a lot with that slot. He worked his way up to the Today Show. He did all, he did The Voice. He did a lot of other things. So it's this is kind of like the beginning, mm -hmm. I would say. And he did that late night show for a long time after TRL. I mean, he obviously did TRL yeah. first before he got all these other opportunities or like used kind of used it. And it was always it's one of those things where he was always doing it and no one realized kind of if you were like, seeing him other places. It's like he was still doing that late night show until literally, like, like a yesterday. month ago. Yeah. So it's interesting. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I would love to watch it. I don't stay up till, like, 1.32 in the morning. Well, sometimes I do. But, like, I'm not watching TV. Yeah. Late and night she's TV. she's charming. She's good. Yeah. Um. What? Who? I mean, I don't really know a ton about her. I would say, like, who is she? But, like, I really don't know. That's her. She's, do you know anything about she's her? She's YouTube. She's Canadian. YouTube. She's YouTube. She wrote a book. And what's interesting is she's not, you know, YouTube, it's like there's always something problematic. Speaking of Shane Dawson, which we could talk about right now if we wanted to. Um, yeah. She hasn't had like a problematic no, moment. Like she has not fucked a cat. 
Although neither right. did Shane so Dawson guys, technically, but he did have you guys the cat seen this to completion. Completion. Ugh. I I actually who's <laughs> his his completion. completion. The cat. The cat. What I don't know. was the cat asleep. <laughs> so okay. Okay. How do we start from the beginning? So Shane Dawson is a YouTuber. While we're here, we might as well like the do funniest. This. Shane Dawson is a YouTuber who's been around for a long time. He's gross, but his he's most famous for doing these like faux documentaries on other YouTubers. I know that they're sounds like they're not even like faux; they're real. Its own tail, but they're just it do- is. they're just bad. He did the one on Jeffrey Star, so which did, I watched in full. I watched two. He completion. also did the one on TanaCon, which we used for our TanaCon oh, episode. God, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does put stuff on the internet that is not. Like, terrible, terrible, but he's been around for a long time, so he's done a lot of, like, stunty things in the rise of his brand. He said... I think he would say that he is doing what he wants to do now, but hasn't done what he wanted to do in the past. And he has said a lot of really fucked up stuff before, like, a lot of, like, racially insensitive stuff, like, sexually insensitive stuff. Um, Really bad. I mean, honestly, it's... Which is which is part of the narrative that's happening now is that like why haven't why wasn't he canceled before like you're now you're now just laughing at the fact that he fucked a cat this is this is what is the last straw when he's done all these kind of disgusting things in the past um, but mm-hmm. this was one of those really funny Twitter moments where you go onto Twitter like at the late late night you're getting into bed you open up Twitter and everyone's making the same joke and you're like what is this joke about and this one involved like Shane Dawson and cats and then as you actually start to dig into the trending topic you realize what is happening and what is happening is that audio was uncovered of Shane Dawson on some podcast his podcast I think talking like years, years ago, ago talking about how one time he like humped his cat like, and he's like, there's no, God, I even talking about this makes me want to throw up. No penetration, but he humped it. I'm not playing this, Ugh. by the way. Anyway, you're not going to play the audio or none of this. Do I have don't to? Don't play the audio. Please don't play the audio. No, no, no. Don't put it on. But he says that he did this okay. and then like to completion on this cat. So this starts happening. This starts going viral. Then Shane responds by saying like, I don't know what you're talking about. These are lies. I never fucked the cat. And then people started posting the audio, and then Shane had to respond, and he apologized for fucking the cat. Um, do we? <laughs> Can we read this I mean, apology verbatim? Because the apology is unbelievable. Yeah, I read, yeah read the apology. I didn't fuck my cat. I didn't come on my cat. I didn't put my dick anywhere near my cat. I've never done anything weird with my cats. I promised myself I wasn't going to make an apology video after the last year's thing. Oh, when all of his, like, colleagues made apology videos. So I'm trying to be as short and honest with this as possible. And then it says, one of, question mark. And then I'm not going to read well, the, all of these. The important says, one is, so I'm sorry. So this That was number one of, question mark. Number seven of, question mark this is, is the last, so I'm yeah. sorry for what I said about my cat. This is once the audio was actually revealed. And I'm sorry for what I said about anything or anyone that was offensive. And I'm sorry for being someone who thought being super offensive and shocking all the time was funny. I'm sorry for my past. I want to make it right, and I feel like I should, and I feel like without my past, I wouldn't be who I am today, and I wouldn't be able to grow and spend my energy on things that actually mean something. This has been the best two years of my life, and it's because I've been able to drop the act and be myself. I'm sorry for not doing it sooner. He was like, sorry, sorry, I used to fuck my cat. I don't know. This is- I mean, the thing is, is like, this falls into the category of like, current people, creators, people in the spotlight who 
made offensive, purposefully offensive jokes in the past. I mean, this is like James Gunn. This is like, I mean, Sarah Silverman. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's, you know, and they would say like, oh, you know, current culture, cancel culture, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's like, yeah, if you're a comedian and you were pushing the boundaries and something got taken so woefully out of context, this is one of those things that's so stupid Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's like what, (laughs) I don't know. Like, if I hear old Sarah Silverman stand-up that's offensive now, I'm like, interesting. Like, that was a different time. Like, whatever. You know, I don't – whatever. You know what I mean? She, like, apologized for it saying, like, I would never do that comedy now. But back then, like, that was something that I was exploring. And it's like, whether you agree that that's okay or not, it is a different version of this is what I'm saying. And But he – It's the trash. What I love about this, though – what I love about this, though, is he goes, this is a guy who makes videos. This is his, that's his currency. He goes, I don't want to make an apology video. It's like, bitch, this, I don't, tweeting, I didn't come <laughs> on my cat is way worse than you making a one minute video saying I'm sorry. That is idiotic that he's not going to make a video saying I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? I did not fuck my cat. I didn't <laughs> come on my cat. I didn't put my dick anywhere near my cat is so funny. Because the audio, he's like. That's not a joke in the audio, yeah. but whatever. That's Shane Dawson. I'm telling you, he made it worse. And now it's accessible to idiots like you and me looking at a tweet that says, I didn't come on my cat. I'm like cracking up over here when I would have never clicked on an apology video from no. Shane Dawson. You know? He didn't come on his cat. He didn't do it. He didn't come on his cat. When you I didn't mean, come on your cat. Shane Dawson, not a cool guy. I mean, let's just like leave Speaking it Speaking like of that. terrible people, I don't even want to talk about this for a long time. I just love that like when you are kind of a terrible person, these are the headlines that come up even when you try to do the right thing. Kat Von T denies rumors she's an anti-vaxxer and a Nazi. <laughs> Imagine being I, in the position where you have to deny not even one of those, like one of those things, you know? I think what happened too, which was really funny, is that she was like, I didn't vaccinate my kids, but I'm not an anti-vaxxer. And it's like, that's what that is. Like, you are one. <laughs> like, yes, you are one. You and didn't do it. Like, you oh, are one. Yes, I think you're a Nazi. And she was like, no, 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 I'm not that either. <laughs> well, didn't, isn't she like with Jesse James or whatever? She no? was. Yeah. It's not, not anymore. anymore. Not anymore. It's, not anymore. it's like vague. And it's, again, it's the same sort of stuff where it's like photos from her past come back to haunt her, like photos of her past where like swastikas are kind of around come back to haunt her. Swastikas are That's kind of around. I, I didn't fuck my cat. I didn't put that swastika there. <laughs> I did not put the swastika there. No, she's she's definitely been around swastikas in the past she's not a good one she's not a good one she's not a good she one she once wrote on an, on an autograph burn in hell jew bag xoxo cat von d and then she signed it with the swastika underneath it and then a burning Was star of david above it you know the thing about joking is that you got to be <laughs> funny and a lot of these are just not that funny <laughs> Lindsay, you're like Mm-mm, not doing it for me <laughs> I love a Jew joke as much as the next Jew, but I just feel like some of this is just like, be careful. Don't do this shit. And like, if you're a public figure and it's going to get out there, you know? Bobby, one of the issues with Tor, with Tor, is that I always feel like I need to wear something like flashy and new on stage, even though it's like not the case, you know? Me too. And then I end up wearing like the same thing to all the dates. Well, like one of two or three outfits. But what if you could wear something flashy and new every time you stepped on stage? Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be amazing, well, but it's expensive to buy a lot of clothes, Lindsay. Well, have you heard of Swap.com? 
I have recently because they're a new advertiser on our podcast. Stop driving to store after store and sifting through racks. Easily sift through millions of clothes in seconds on Swap.com's website or mobile app. They have easy-to-use filters to find just what you need in seconds. Have you ever had brand new clothes you never wear and don't want to see go to waste? Swap takes your items, oh, I love that, and helps them find new homes with their thrift store, except it's online. I always love going to the thrift store, but a lot of thrift stores aren't great. They don't have a lot of great selections depending on where you go and what cities you go in. And they change, so some days they're good, some days they're mm-hmm. bad. Swap.com has something for the whole family family, including women's, men's, juniors, kids, and babies and maternity, which are three very good options for getting used clothes because it's like you're only pregnant for nine months. And babies grow out of shit immediately. We have a lot of friends with babies, a lot of friends who have gone on maternity leave, and it's like, I'm sure they would love Swap.com. You can save up to 90% off retail prices on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, and Gap. And if something doesn't fit, you can return it. For 30 days. Which I never want to do when I go to the thrift store because it's like, how would I even return this? But we have a special offer for listeners of Who Weekly. Go to swap.com slash who. And once there, you can sign up to get free shipping on your first purchase, which is a low-risk way of giving online thrifting a try. That is swap.com slash who. Lindsay, we've been traveling so much for this tour, and I am so stressed out. Yeah, and anxious yeah. and freaked out all the time. Yeah. It's a lot of travel. It's a it's lot, lot of, of travel. trying to please people. And it's trying to please people. People who paid money to see us. You people are listening to this podcast for free thanks to ads like this one. Even if you're just like having the most blissful travel experience, it still like takes a toll on your psyche, I think. So this is why we, as in me and Lindsay, as in Who Weekly, we're partnering with Calm, which is the number one app, to help you reduce your anxiety and stress and help you sleep better. More than 40 million people around the world have downloaded it. If you head to calm.com slash who, you will get 25% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes guided meditations on daily issues, guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, and focus, including a brand new meditation each day. Mm-hmm. There are also sleep stories, which are bedtime stories for adults designed to help you relax. They even have soothing music and more. See, this is, I try coping with my anxiety by speaking like Elizabeth Holmes. But that doesn't work. Right now, Who Weekly listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash who. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash who. Get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash who. So Ed Sheeran. This is one of my Ed favorite Sheeran, stories of the, of the year. <laughs> We're really playing fast Sorry, and loose here. Is. But Ed Sheeran is like an objective them. But this is so funny. So Ed Sheeran has all this land in his neighborhood in like England, or is it in Wales? Doesn't matter. In the countryside, somewhere in the UK. Suffolk. Suffolk. So he has all this property. And it's like a very, it's like a designated like wildlife preserve area. And he was like, can I put in like a beautiful a pond, a a water feature. It'll be good for the animals in the area. And you have to apply for permits. You have to get permission from like the local government to do this. And let me read the okay. text. It says he wanted to build a pond to, quote, support nature conservation, providing a natural habitat for breeding and wetland invertebrates, such as dragonflies and water beetles, as well as providing a source of drinking water to birds yeah. and And mammals. they were like, okay, that sounds good, Ed, but it can't be a pool. You can't swim in it. It's just for the animals. And he was like, great, 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 Whatever great, great. it is, Ed, it cannot like, be a pool. Not. Nobody is swimming in this I'm thing. not going to swim. Well, the, the pond was installed, and guess what? Thanks to drone shots... 
Looks like a pool. Looks like the pool I had growing up. <laughs> it's literally a kidney-shaped pool. If you were like, Lindsay, draw a pool, I would draw you this pool. It is, I've seen lots of weird oblong pools that don't look like pools, pools that like are meant to look like lakes or natural with yeah, rocks. Yeah, we stayed in one. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can make a pool look like not a pool. This pool looks exactly like It looks like a he pool. was looking at a pool the catalog only... and was like, this is the one I want. And then they dug it. It looks like I'm in The Sims. I'm in The Sims. And this is like the deep where you could custom make your pool. Yes. But then there's the one where you can just plop yes. it down. This looks like the plop it down yes. one. It's a kidney shaped pool with a jetty and steps and a dressing room. <sighs> it's so funny looking at this thing. <laughs> The caption on the on the mirror says, Ed Sheeran's neighbors are worried his pond maybe uses a swimming pool. Like, that's just a photo of a pool. His neighbor, Tony, said, I believe that the development of the site is more about creating an environment for a wild lifestyle rather than the actual oh, wild Tony life. Robinson is Tony's great. Like, Tony's like, high five, high five. Anyone? High five, Tony high five. Robinson is Ugh. so good. It's just great because it's such an obvious pool. It's... <laughs> that just cracks me up. <laughs> Uh, the mirror was like, get our drone. We finally have a reason to use our drone. Get the drone, get the drone. Pull the drone out. Get the drone, get the drone, get the drone. They fly the drone. It looks like a nice pool. I would definitely swim in it. I'm honestly in love with the shape of this pool. Fuck. Fuck Isn't that you. Good? I'm in love with the shape of this pool. I'm in love with the shape of you. We push and pull like a magnet. What is next? Oh, this is the new person. We got a new person in today's episode. Along with Elizabeth Holmes. We had a few. And, and Lily, Lily Singh. Singh. Her name is this is great. Tara Newell. <laughs> and you might remember her from a little podcast slash Bravo slash Netflix show, Dirty John. We're talking about a lot we of podcasts We should actually put a spoiler alert here podcast. and say, like, skip ahead a few minutes. Um, because this is a big spoiler if you haven't watched the show mm. or listened to the podcast. This is like the ending. Yeah, but it's not really. The podcast is called Dirty John. It's about a guy who turns out to be if you, not If great. you are in the middle of that show or podcast, just skip ahead, like, five minutes. Um... Please don't. I love this. The Dirty John podcast is old. The they had the special on uh like the series on Bravo that aired that Late was last starred year. Connie Britton and Eric Bana and it and it did really yes. well for Bravo. It was a big hit. So this is great. California woman who killed her mother's <laughs> sociopathic husband becomes an Instagram sensation. The real Tara Newell from Netflix show Dirty John shares PTSD tips, hiking snaps, and clothing discounts. I, mean, I so Love she this. has pivoted from victim to influencer, and it's very inspiring. Uh, the Cliff's Notes version of Dirty John is this like sociopath, psychopath, abuser um, meets this woman online. I guess it doesn't matter how she how he meets her. Middle aged people meets this woman online. He's immediately like a bad guy, uh, treats her terribly. How do I just do this shortly? Her kids, her, she has kids. Her kids are like, this yeah, guy's mom, bad. like, get away he's from using this guy. For your money. He seems like he's Basically, lying. He claims he's a doctor. He's not, he's really, not really a doctor, a doctor at all. Blah, blah. So it all culminates in this like violent fight on the top on the top of a roof, a parking garage, a roof. Um, but it they start matter. fighting. He tries to kill the daughter, the daughter whose name is Tara Newell. But she has been warned in advance to like carry a knife around with her because this guy's nuts. So she pulls out her pocket knife and stabs him and then kicks him off the the, the roof. And so he dies. It's very so dramatic. So she kills this guy, but it's all in self-defense. So she doesn't go to prison because it was in self-defense. So she has... So instead... She, she has PTSD. She becomes an influencer. She has PTSD, which she talks about a lot, apparently, on her Instagram and on her, you know, social media profiles. But now she's like, this is how she's coping. And now she's an influencer. And the UK loves her. 
because I guess it just started, it just got added to Netflix overseas. So the, the English are just now learning about Dirty John. Like the Americans already knew, but the English are learning. Oh, so it's playing overseas. It's a Netflix overseas. show overseas. What's really great about this, if you didn't know that she did a murder, you would just be like, who is this like like influencer? Like oh, bikini photos and like trip photos. She's like modeling. She's like doing spawn. She's like doing everything. <laughs> it's just great. She has a she was on the Target Girl podcast with Lauren LaBeouf. I don't know what the fuck that is. She, you know, she has a picture of her and her dogs. Dog days. So thankful we got to the park before the rain. Hashtag never take anything for granted. Hashtag happy days. Hashtag dog days. Hashtag dogs. Hashtag puppy. Hashtag Aussie. Hashtag Australian shepherd. Okay, I can't read. These are so many hashtags. She went through. Hashtag Doc She Martins. went through some incredibly traumatic stuff. And here she is just like looking like any influencer. Only living her only best positive life. vibes, please. I mean, she she has, says in her in her profile. She has twenty three thousand point nine, twenty four almost twenty four thousand. Not bad, followers. Tara Newell. Not bad, not bad. Sell those, sell that ad. Oh my God, she even has like the photo of her like walking away, holding someone's hand behind oh, her. She's filling in all the blanks. She's she's great. Where what um. What else is it? Oh, this is great. She, so the Daily Mail obviously is like obs- obsessed with this. They're the ones that pointed this, this out, not just like us realizing. The bubbly blonde encourages her followers to seize the day and think positive, celebrate the happy moments in life. A walking dead super fan. That's a big part of this. It's like she only like felt the courage to do this because she watched The Walking mm-hmm. Dead. Did oh, you yeah, remember yeah. that from the podcast? Um, Tara is also a fashion and lifestyle blogger, posting outfit snaps and encouraging her followers to use the discount code DIRTYJOHN20 for 20% off. 20% off what? I don't know, but just 20% off. I'm looking, I clicked on her very first photo, which was August 24, 2018, which was like soon before the the show premiered, the television show, not the podcast. And Mm. there's no caption. It's just her sitting, smiling, looking at the camera. And a commenter commented, at Tara Newell. Um, it's okay. Really glad you read what I said. I know you get it all the time, but it's just such a touching story. I've had a similar situation with an ex-partner, but I only stabbed him once in the leg. And I, (laughs) and I honestly thought it was me or him. So I get that feeling and I never regret anything because you are an inspiration. She's changing lives. She's changing lives. All these women who are being like abused by these men who are scared to fight back. She's inspiring them. And they're like, you can defend yourself. A good message. A good message. A, a good Defend yourself. message. A good message. I love this. Uh, one of her things is she also loves country music, right? That was like a whole thing where she was like at a country festival. Yeah, she does love She's great. She She's going to Stagecoach this year. We should go. Maybe we'll see her. We always threaten to, to go, go to Stagecoach. Stage I'm stage dying to go to Stagecoach. <laughs> I'd love to go to st- One day we'll go to Stagecoach and I'll be like, why did we go to Stagecoach? Anyways, love you, Tara Newell. So does the Daily Mail. Congratulations on your new Instagram fame. I mean, it's like great. It's kind of a great thing. If I want any of my, if I, if anyone's qualified to be an influencer to me, it's this woman who killed this terrible man. <laughs> Absolutely. Dido did the 25 things you don't know about me. And I'm excited because Dido has a new album that's good, I think. But we don't have to talk about it. These are the four best mm-hmm. things from her 25 things. Number 11, a cheese sandwich is my biggest guilty pleasure. I wonder if she means like, like not a grilled cheese, just cheese. That sounds good. Just cold. I think she might mean a grilled yeah. cheese. Just cold cheese sounds on good. bread? Why not? She is British. <laughs> what? They they like cold cheese on bread? Yes. Number 12. <laughs> the biggest misconception people have about me is that I'm Swedish. Honestly, for a while I thought she was Swedish. Yeah, it makes, makes sense. sense. She looks Swedish. 
She has kind it of an sense. indefinable, indistinguishable accent. Although I kind of knew she was British because my tea's gone cold is like the most British like phrase I've ever heard in my life from her song. Number 16, I accosted Emmylou Harris on a plane once and she probably thought I was bonkers. I later accidentally took her bags. I love None that. that sounds like an I accident. I love that story from her. Dido. I love that story Dido, from Dido. stalking Emmylou Harris. Um, we, oh, we already talked about it. Seeing Quincy Jones at baggage claim was very funny. Yeah. Um, what's next? It was a lot. Final one, I couldn't live without jeans. The song here with me about jeans. <laughs> and I want to thank you for giving me the best days, my jeans. This is dedicated to my jeans. I will go down with this ship. That means her favorite pair of denim. <laughs> like very, like raw denim, like a very fancy denim. I mean, a lot of people love jeans. They love their jeans. It's just really jeans. funny and exciting and interesting to listen to Dido's entire back catalog under the um, realization that they're all about jeans. Yeah, the, every song she's ever <laughs> written is about jeans. She's really talented. That's what everyone says, and it's true. I am not going to be listening to the new Dido album. I'm sorry. I have no interest, and I don't think I can ever get to that thing that point. I knew that I feel like you recently learned, I just know as a bigger Dido fan than you, she named her kid Stanley, a.k.a. Stan, which is very funny. That's crazy that she named her kid Stanley. We all know why that's interesting. After Stan? I don't think it's after Stan. It might after? be a coincidence, but even if Before not. Before Stan? Even if not. No, it had to be oh, after was that, Stan. Oh, it was definitely after. I thought you meant like at, like directly because of. I don't know. Definitely no, but like, after. No, I mean like time-wise, like chronologically. Yeah, he's only like seven years old. D- wow. So she, wow. That's a lot. Let's go to the worst thing we've ever unleashed on the world, which is this song. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? So there's another R.I.P. So now she's the R.I.P. and R.I.P. singer, which is going to be very, very fun. I don't think that she thinks that everyone, anyone else knows that she already has a song it's called like, R.I.P. Have you ever heard the tabloids? All they mention is R.I.P. It's like, Rita, you have some fans who have listened to some of your songs. We all remember that you had a song called R.I.P. Could I, I sing it no. to you? No, I just know because everyone calls her the I R.I.P. It singer. This week. Instances of people referring to Rita Ora as the R.I.P. singer. And I got over 9,000 results. Like quotes around it. The R.I.P. singer. Do you think that she's trying to bury the other R.I.P. with this R.I.P.? I don't think Rita Ora wants to bury anything except the backlash to girls. That's true. No, but she still sings it. Like on her concert. She just thinks it's fun. And it's not really her song. She's a featured artist. So maybe whatever. She's just happy to have a... Maybe the song was already called R.I.P. She's just happy to have a song that people like. And the song is cute. It's cute. There's two, it's two Spanish-speaking singers, so Rita gets to like sing a little Spanish and like be international, international flavor while she's on tour, it's, while she's um, on Phoenix tour. It's Sofia Reyes. It's Sofia Reyes' song, and the featured artists are Rita Ora and Anita. So that's cool. Both mm-hmm. Sofia Reyes mm-hmm. and Anita started on YouTube and then got famous and then became like mm-hmm. superstars in their countries. So Brazilian mm-hmm. and I'm looking at the lyrics to the first R.I.P. and I could not even sing it to no. you. I don't remember. No it. part of me could sing that. Um, what else is she up to? She is on tour. Her Phoenix World Tour started in Australia, and she got a great review from uh, this uh, newspaper website, I don't know, called The Age. The Age, Australia. 
they gave her, uh, uh, this reviewer said, Punchy Pop, Rita Ora's Phoenix tour, worth the wait. And I was like, what was the wait? And I guess there was some technical glitches. So, But I think she's referring to um, seven years since Rita Ora was on the charts Great. or something. Like we waited a long time for Rita to be in existence again. And so we haven't, but they have. So uh, she wrote... Uh, Let's see. This, however, was her first major tour for Australia. Oh, so maybe that's why. One designed to promote her long-awaited second album, Phoenix, for the all-ages crowd at St. Kilda's Palace Theatre, including a strong contingent of adoring teens and parents. It adoring teens and parents. Great. So she's worth the wait. It was punchy, I knew that. fun, you knew that. pop, and worth the wait. I love it. I can't wait to see her, not that I have tickets. But, you know, maybe I'll go on StubHub Day Of. I feel like she's worth a StubHub Day Of. This headline you put in here, Rita Ora oozes sophistication in a silky red trouser suit and long platinum wig as she takes her Phoenix tour to Taiwan. Good. Great. She rarely oozes sophistication. They never say that she oozes sophistication. That's a new one for me. That was nice, right? She oozed sophistication. Unlike her mother, the sun shaded her mother. Uh, here's the headline. Good cause. Rita Ora's mom, Vera, 55, models swimwear to inspire women who've had breast cancer. Oh, that's good. See, that's great. But the lead is Rita Ora's mom has become a swimwear model five months after telling her pop daughter, her pop star daughter, to stop taking her clothes <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I will say I'm looking at her in her trousers, her trouser suit. It's great. So Red is her color. Red she's, is absolutely her color. She's so cute. She's so cute. And so she's she's promoting this swimwear that is for women who've had mastectomies, which is really nice. So it's like supposed to be like give you confidence after you've had a double mastectomy or a Get single Rita mastectomy Aura. you like Vera. Look at Rita Ora doing good in this world. You mean Vera Ora doing good in this world. One of the, the Ora's. Ora's doing good in this world. I love it. <laughs> Um, it's funny because you get halfway down this article and you've seen all these shots of uh, Vera Ora in bathing suits and they're just switched to Rita and they're just like, here's Rita in a bikini. Keep scrolling. Here's Rita in a bikini. Keep scrolling. Yeah. Keep, <laughs> Keep scrolling. Keep on. I love it. I love the aura. I love the aura women. The women aura. The women aura. We are done though. Mm-hmm. So thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Please come through and see us in Austin and Dallas this Friday and Saturday. Uh, support us Come on patreon.com slash who weekly. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and call us at 619 who them if you have any questions, comments, concerns, um, or just want to share a little hot goss. This will be a normal episode of Who's There on Friday, so get ready. And I think with that, we are all done for today. So we'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will say that. But I don't want your life.